Thanks for joining us today. You're listening to the podcast. If you don't know, now you know. I'm your host, Mr. Hacker. Please enjoy the show. Yo, what is going on, everyone out there? Welcome back to If You Don't Know, Now You Know. My name is Mr. Hacker. Thank you for joining us here on the show. My beautiful guest I have here today, Gemma, how are you? I'm good, thank you. How are you today? I'm good, thanks. I appreciate you coming on the show. So, first things first, um, on the If You Don't Know, Now You Know podcast, I like to give my uh, tags at the start so everyone can find you. So, what's your handle? Where can we get you at? So, Instagram, at Gemma Boyd. So, it's Gemma with three M. So, G-E-M-M-A. B-O-Y-D. Yeah, sweet. And I'll throw that up on the screen as well and in the description so you guys can find it. Uh, tell us a little bit about yourself and uh, what we're going to be going through today. So, um, a little bit about me. I'm Jem and I am the state sales manager for Kentucky. So, what that pretty much means is I am the key contact for all trade partners in the state of Queensland and I essentially deal with all things Kentucky and Queensland. Yeah and we're going to dive into a lot of these topics today as well and I've got a few questions of my own that I want to ask as well we've been talking about a few things Kentucky uh, today so um, first question is who is Kentucky? Kentucky. So actually throw that up there a little bit closer please just so we can yeah. Is this good? Yeah that's sweet. All right so Kentucky exists to bring young travellers together from all across the world so our purpose is to unite travellers from all corners, different places and spaces and take them across the world to learn about new cultures and hopefully a little bit about themselves along the way. Um, one of my most favourite things about Kentucky is we care about travelling sustainably. So we care about the places that we're travelling to and to travel with us is a different way to see the world. Yeah, I've, I've been looking at a lot of your guys' stuff as well, especially on the content and social media as well. Um and it's been really cool for me because, um, you know, it's a kind of a new world. And one topic that we're going to touch on today um, for the people, listeners out there as well is sustainable travel. Uh, it's a really big topic that we've been speaking about um, lately. But um, can you tell me about what it's like as well, like this whole tourist and the whole uh, pandemic and COVID situation has been quite difficult for um, a lot of industries, especially my industry as well. Um, it's been really weird and there's a lot of transitions and stuff that have had to... Um, happen um how's that been for you working through the pandemic in the tourist industry as well to be straight up about it it's not it's not all being glamorous it's definitely been quite a challenge and that's just not for us that's for everybody in the industry so we've unfortunately seen good friends and trade partners have no option but to leave the industry and yeah I think collectively as a team and as a brand there's definitely been a lot of sleepless nights and I think there's I'll admit it, there's definitely been some tears on those days that have been especially hard, but, you know, it's not all been bad. It's definitely not all been bad. And, you know, I think having the industry slow down and the world stop for a moment has been a really good opportunity for us to look at the way that we have traditionally done things and essentially flip it on its head. So it's yeah. been a big era for change for us. So we've kind of had to take a step back and look at the shape the new industry is taking and I think we've done a really good job of using this time to make sure that we have pivoted in a way that is going to move with the times. Yeah and it's really important hey it's uh like everyone's industry just got f turned on its head like overnight uh, within that space of a week and like there's a lot of uncertainty a lot of jobs are lost and a lot of a lot of um a lot of people's plans pretty much out the window straight away um within a month or so you know the whole world just pretty much stopped and you know, there's a lot of good and a lot of bad out of it, um, but 
for myself as well speaking to it is uh i took it a lot that time to um actually just relax and chill and enjoy it enjoy myself and um that time was really good so stopping wasn't a bad thing um i realized that you know you gotta make the most of that time it hasn't been too many times in my life where we've had to stop and um just like okay you mm. don't you can't do anything right now there's two parts to it so like the world stopped the industry stopped there were no planes in the air <laughs> for a while and you know it was a good opportunity to stop but we've kept ourselves busy and it was a new sort of busy that we probably never would have even crossed over into that area so I feel really, really confident that we have used the opportunity in a positive way and we've really made an opportunity out of the card that 2020 has dealt us. Mm. I just want to speak about gratitudes actually as well because um, awesome things that you're grateful for like during the whole pandemic and the, the well, while the industry stopped and slowed down, was there anything that come up for you and like, um, like you know, obviously you're still employed and it's very, very, um, a lot of people lost their jobs as well, so... What about you? Is there anything you're grateful for through the COVID period? Yeah, I I feel like this, it's hard to say it, but I feel like 2020 in a way was exactly what I needed. You know, at the start of the year, I look back and I feel like I was at a place where I was pushing myself so hard in every single aspect of my life. And, you know, there was times where I was actually feeling really, really anxious and just really high strung as a person. And I don't think it was till 2020 came and you know, we, we went from 100 to zero, you know, I went from being super, super busy to actually stopping, you know, as a business, um, we're working on reduced hours at the moment. So um, it was a little scary to think that I would be working part time, but it actually turned out to be one of the best things that's happened to me because I now get the extra time to go to the beach. I'm literally there all the time and just slowing down and just getting back into touch with myself and doing the things that I love as well as working a job I love. It's just... I'm in such a good place. So I'm at a place in my life where I just feel so grateful for everything that's happening at the moment. Yeah. You know? Good way to put it out. Good way <laughs> to pivot. Yeah, good. Um, I want to dive straight into the next question, which is our topic of today, which is sustainable travel. Um, can you tell me a little bit about what sustainable travel is? Because um, myself and uh, people out there may, may be familiar with it, but they may not fully understand and what it is. And uh, I know you guys support a lot of the sustainable travel. Um, and how are you guys doing that? So tell us what it is. So sustainable travel is making sure that as a traveller, you are conscious of the footprint that you are leaving and you are actively seeking to leave the people and the places that you visit better than you found them. So it's making conscious decisions from carbon offsetting where you can, prioritising animal welfare and supporting local people and communities as well. So a prime example of how we're partaking in sustainable tourism is we've already considered making sure that our coaches are the most economical on the road. And what that means is the air comes out greener than it goes in yeah. of our coaches. Yeah, it's really important, eh? We support local companies on the ground and it's just making sure that you support small businesses that are also offering ethical experiences you know we've partnered with heaps of hotels and hostels that focus on being as green as you possible as possible so mm. when people are supporting Kentucky you've already made positive steps in the way of sustainable tourism yeah especially when you go into those smaller towns and those um, areas as we travel it's important to s support the like the smaller companies and the businesses and stuff there because I know a lot of people would just travel there and not even support like I guess their local community um, and I'm really passionate about that stuff too like when I go to places I'm like yeah you know, I like supporting local and the community as well. So, 100%. It's what it's all about. Like you yourself, you know, you're here running your own podcast. We are here in 
Rabina in your garage and I just think it's so cool that you're just out here doing your thing and we're so happy to support it and get behind it. It's exactly what it's all about. Yeah, and this was COVID too. This happened during COVID. I was um I was looking to start my podcast and put it in a warehouse and uh it just never happened. And I was like, Well, look I can podcast at home. Um if we get locked down, it's okay. I, I've got everything here. I, it's I a just good set setup. it up. I'm impressed. Yeah, I just built this little studio at home because I was like, Look, who knows what the world's gonna you know, and who knows what's going to happen with the world. So I was like, as long as I can, you know, podcast from home, I'll be fine. I can still get someone come over. Um, I can do my Zoom calls and stuff in here. So it's been a real pivot for me. But, um, yeah, it's it's been really cool. And um, what else about sustainable travel? Any other, um, like, information about sustainable travel? Because I know this is a really broad um, subject as well. And when even before we got into the topic, uh <laughs> We were like, okay, where do we start? Like, because yeah. it's such a big topic as well, and there's so many different areas and sections that we can go on and talk about as well. Is there anything else about sustainable travel? I think where I'm going to struggle is keeping it concise because we are <laughs> doing so much around the globe, and I just get so excited to talk to all, like, to talk about all of it. But where I'll start is where Kentucky Cares was born, and that's so about ten years ago we became a part of the Treadwright Foundation, which is not not for. <laughs> Non-for-profit organisation created as a joint initiative at the Travel Corporation, which is the family brands that we're a part of. And this is where Kentucky Cares was born. So Kentucky Cares is an initiative that encourages sustainable tourism when we're travelling, but also throughout everything that we do. So we, it's not just on our trips. We, it's at the forefront of every decision that we made. So I think it's so important when you're talking about sustainable tourism to remember that to make a real impact, you have to put your intentions into action. So I mentioned before that our coaches are the most economical on the road, which I'm so, so proud of. Or I could tell you that as a as a brand, we've eliminated almost all single-use plastic out of our whole supply chain. But the thing that excites me most about Kentucky Cares is the way that we bring our projects to the forefront in destination and we let our travellers become a part of it. Mm. Yeah, that's cool. Um, I I would forgot to ask you this actually. How many how many years have you been working for Kentucky? How long have you been there? Well, actually, um, oh, I'm, you're new. I'm new. You're I'm new. I'm approaching one year. So prior to this, I was a travel agent at Flight Center Travel Academy. Yep. Flight Center Travel Academy yep. at Flight Center. I was actually just um filming some content for Flight Center Travel Academy last week, yep. but. Yes, I was an agent at Flight Centre down here on the Gold Coast. Um, so I did that for a couple of years and then I got the amazing opportunity to jump ship and move over into Kentucky end of last year. Yeah, and just quickly on that as well, like how's that transition been for you, like coming out of that industry to this industry? Do you know what? Um, so the best step ever. Like when I landed this job, everything just fell into place for me. I was I was probably at quite a turbulent place in my life and I actually I you know I was quite torn like travel's always been the priority of everything I do and I was at a place where I was like okay I need to I need to move on you know I've been doing this travel agent thing for a while now I love it but now it's time to leave it so the plan was I actually had the job role sent to me from a really close friend of mine and I was kind of considering moving to Canada at this point so I dropped the resume for the role and I said I had no nerves about it because I was like, whatever is the outcome will put me on my right path. If I get the job, then it's career, it's hustle for me, it's nutting down and, you know, making a career for myself in my dream job. Mm. And the day that they call me and tell me I don't have my job, I'll book my one-way flight to Canada and I'll move over there. And never happened. 
I'm not going to lie. In the week that I was waiting back to here about the role, I was looking up one-way flights to Canada just because I was a little <laughs> bit nervous because I just had my heart set on getting the role. And it was weird for me because, you know, I've or you know I lived over in the UK and spent a couple of years over in Europe and I always thought that it would be Canada next, but everything just fell into place for me when I got the role. So, Oh, look yeah. at you having a little win, hey? Yeah, this is – honestly, this is me for the foreseeable future. Yeah. Hopefully. Yeah, no, I can see you're passionate about, um, you know, working for this company as well. I'm obsessed with it. Yeah, I know. Yeah. Every time we're talking, I'm like, <laughs> you just go – you can – we just start at one section and the next minute, we, you know, we're 20 minutes deep about this other thing. I'm like, okay, okay. Back back, let's just Let's just back it up a bit and let's just keep about this one topic. <laughs> So it's good. The passion's there, and it must be, um, you know, it must be a good place to work for as well. Have you? Uh, I actually want to before we keep going on the little rampage and about um, you and working at Contigi, I want to talk about some of the um, refuge, uh, uh, the care projects that you guys are doing as well, because I know Contigi um, has all these other items and sections that they start uh, helping out with sustainable travel in different environments and communities. Mm. Are you talking to any of those? Let me talk to you about a couple of my favourite projects that we've got going on yeah. around the world. So the first one would have to be the Berlin Refugee Voices Tour. Yeah. Um, and pretty much what this is, is a city tour led by an ex-Syrian refugee in Berlin. And the guide draws parallels between Europe in the 20th century and what has happened within Syria in the 21st. And... Travellers on this tour get a whole new perspective and they hear firsthand from this ex-Syrian refugee about his journey, fleeing his country and some of the struggles he's faced starting up in a new country, you know, and Berlin is the perfect place for this tour as well because it's had such a turbulent past and our travellers just get a completely new insight on displacement issues and the challenges that these refugees are facing when they're trying to just start a new life in their home. So, Yeah. That's oh, I love that. It's crazy. The next one is our Unseen London tour. Yeah. Um, so London is a place that I hold very, very close to my heart. Mm. It was my home for a couple of years. I've so never been there. I, I want to go there though. It's one of those places I'm like, I want to go to London. You have to. There's so much going on. So this tour is called um, Unseen London and yep. it's led by men and women who have experienced homelessness in the city. So this is good for two reasons. Obviously, our travellers get to partake in a tour where they just get a whole new perspective on the city. You know, you can go to London and you can do a walking tour and you can see Big Ben and you can see the other sites that everyone that goes to London sees. But by going on this tour, you're actually supporting these people and they're being provided with a source of income to help them kickstart their life again after facing these struggles. So... Mm. And it's like, that's just a whole new perspective. Like you would never, ever in a million years walk up to a homeless person and say, hey, like, can you tell me about the city? And I just think it's so cool that our travellers are coming home with a new perspective on this sort of stuff. And there's, yeah. Yeah, that's a very different like spin. And that would, yeah, that's a very different um, look on everything as well. That's, that's a really good project. I know. The next one, I'm so excited that I get to talk about this because it is brand new for the year of 2021. And it takes place in a brand new destination that we've launched for next year, which is Sicily. So it's called the Adio Piso Anti-Mafia Tour, which is really okay. interesting. And brand new stuff, Luke. Yep. So Adio Piso is a grassroots movement that started in Sicily by five young students that wanted to open a bar after they graduated. But they soon realised that if they wanted to do this, they would have to pay Piso, which essentially is mafia corruption money. Yeah. 
And so at this point, it was estimated that about 80% of businesses in all of Sicily at the time were paying piso to the mafia. And it was so embedded in the culture, but these five young students wanted to refuse it. They started a movement along with other businesses and consumers who were refusing to pay this piso. Because you've got to think that these men were raised in a generation where throughout their adolescence, they were seeing on the news every single day murders of judges, journalists, businessmen, anyone who was essentially against the mafia. Mm. And so these men really wanted to put a stop to the corruption that was happening in their home. So our travellers, as of next year, will be able to take a walking tour throughout Palermo and they get to see the city through the eyes of the anti-mafia. And we also support them by visiting a restaurant that's part of their Adio Piso movement and 100% of the funds that... Um, is raised from visiting the restaurant, goes back to the whole movement. So it's a really cool thing to be a part of. Yeah, really building up those communities as well. And I know a lot of those communities need, you know, support and help because, um, you know, they're not as fortunate as what we are over here as well. I just, I can't comprehend it. Like a small business owner yeah. like yourself, me saying to you, pay, like, pay me money yeah. on, top, on top of your taxes. Like I don't, you know, it's completely foreign for us. And I think... It just goes to show how important it is to support movements like this because we are so gifted here in Australia that we don't really have corruption like that. But yeah, it's not like we've we've got it pretty good. We've actually got it really good. <laughs> we've got it good. Got it so good, so easy. Like you can just start whatever you want. The next, you know, you got an idea. Okay, you can start that tomorrow if you've got the drive and ambition. You can just go and do it. Um, but yeah, I like all those projects that you guys are, you know, actually out there supporting as well. Um, and you guys obviously provide a lot of travel to people around the world, so. It's important. We're everywhere. And you've got to think, this is four ones that I've got time to talk about. But you've got to remember, like, we go to further flung places as well, like Africa, Latin America, USA, Canada, Asia, Alaska. And we have Kentucky Cares projects everywhere. The ones in, like, the particularly the ones in Africa and Asia, like, developing countries. It's so awesome, some of the projects we've got going on there, just to make these places better. Yeah. Because everyone travels there. You know, as a tourist, you just travel there, you go there and you, and you, goodbye. But, like, what about the people there that you go? Like, what about the communities that are there? Like, what do they get? Like, how are we supporting them? Exactly. Um, you know, for longevity as well. Like, what does this look like in 10 years? Like, if everyone's traveling to this one place, you know, what it may not be there. Like, like these things need to be supported as well. So there's three key pillars of sustainable tourism that we sort of focus on. And it's people, planet and wildlife. And it's exactly that. So everywhere that we visit, we have projects involved with helping the people, bettering the planet or supporting the wildlife, you know, like we do not go near anywhere that doesn't treat the animals correctly. And the places that have animal experiences on our trips have gone through a vigorous long list of requirements that they've had to hit. And this is just us making sure that those animals are being treated right. Like we will not go anywhere near places that are... Ex- exploiting them. Yeah, like so like any like anyone that goes on a Kentucky tour, if you guys like, they can know that like every place has been checked out and far- thoroughly um, gone through and like had met requirements to make sure that they're you know keeping to those high level and those those high standards yeah. that you guys have set of nurturing the animals. Honestly, my worst nightmare would be showing up to a place on my holiday and seeing the animals being exploited like it would it'd be borderline traumatic for me like it would absolutely break my heart so and that happens when you just when you're just winging it yeah like, a lot of people just carefree traveling as well and they wouldn't understand like you know the carbon footprint or or what they're doing on the you know their environment or the places that they're stepping into as well like they don't 
never even like consider that. So it's really good that this has been pointed out and um, put a light on it as well because mm. um, we all love to travel, but you got to take care of the places you travel to as well. You do. You know, they take you care of it. you. You take care of them as exactly. well. Exactly. Like I'm probably the worst Thailand tourist because – I can't barter. Like, I'm just like, no, you deserve $25 for that bracelet because you're out here, you're hustling. It's a tough market. Everyone else has bracelets. You've made this yourself. <clears throat> like, have yeah. 25 Like, I can't, I can't I'm do a good it. barter. I'll have to say, I, I'm a good barter. Well, I hope moving <laughs> but forward. I do, but I have given, like, I have given them more money than what they deserve. Yeah. But I, I'm more of, say, I like, an, like a good barter down. After this I'm just, a, I just like the argument. Honestly, no, <laughs> next time you go to Thailand, honestly... You are going to be like, oh, oh, is this is this price fair? Like you're going to be double asking mm. yourself because. Oh, they always get me, but like <laughs> they I, would. They, they always get me. They always get me, but definitely, I, I like to put up a little bit of an argument before I no, before tough, you hand it over. <laughs> yeah. Okay, okay. No, nah, it's a, it's more so not that. It's like the fun of it. The fun. They're so they're so crafty and quick. They are. They I are. As long it. as you're offering them fair prices, then. Yeah. Harder all you want. But I love but those places fairly. too. I love those places. They are they are good places to travel to. And then it leads me to my next question is, um, you know, working for Kentucky, what is your favourite Kentucky tour, like or something you've been on? The favourite one that I have been on was through Costa Rica. Oh, my God. Costa Rica as a destination is just the perfect mix of rainforest and beaches and there's wildlife anywhere, everywhere. There's like monkeys and sloths. And the thing is, on this particular trip, our guide was actually an ex-geographer. So you've got to think, you're in this like geographer? Yeah. Geologist? Geologist? Like, the person who just knows, he's pretty much like a walking, talking atlas of plants and animals and just knew absolutely everything. So you've got to think, you're in this tropical place and you're walking through these stunning rainforests and he's just like... His name was Gustavo, actually. Gustavo. Yeah, Costa Rican man, and he was an absolute legend. And it got to the point where we'd be like hiking through a rainforest, and you could point to anything and be like, "What is it?" And he he could tell you. And it got to the point where like it was a joke. And what else did he do? There was tarantulas just running around on the ground, and he was just wild. He'd just get my phone and like take photos of them and stuff. And how did you go? Do you like spiders? No. No, you don't like spiders. No. Are you afraid of any animals like that? Like what scares you? Like spiders, frogs, snakes, cockroaches, cockroaches. But th- I'm sure they scare everyone. Who's yeah, not scared of cockroaches? Yeah, they're annoying. Oh, they're just—they're not annoying. They're just gross. Yeah, they are pretty. Yeah. <laughs> they're really scary. But yeah, so Costa Rica, um, my like absolute favorite one that I've been on. But um, one that I haven't been on that is my favorite. Is let me have a little bit of a think about this because because I know you've traveled a little bit, hey. Yeah, see, I'm on the opposite end. I haven't been. The thing is, is 2020 was meant to be my year where I got out and travelled and seen a few places and ticked a few things off my list. And um, yeah. obviously, you know, 2020 happened and it, it had the change. So, well, 2021's uh, your year to travel. Tell me where you want to go, and I'm going to tell you what continue to go on. I actually want to go to Machu Picchu as one place. Machu Picchu. Yeah, um, that's just like that's just the one thing that's on my list. Yeah. But I also want to go around Europe somewhere. Yeah. Um, that's one place. That I'll just those two are just like stand yeah. out to me. Actually, and there's one other place is Dubai. Is yeah. is one place that I want to go to because I'm a builder. Um, I used to be a builder, and I just liked it, it like the, the structures. Yeah, I want to go see it all. Okay, 
2021, the trip, now that 2021 is Luke's year to travel, okay. the trip that I am recommending to you, just from what I know about you is, you know, you said you've not done all of that much travel yet. We actually, um, we did launch rail trips, which was brand new for Kentucky, and they were due to depart this year. They've not departed yet, but the rail trip that I have my eye on is um, Rome to Barcelona by train. And so it's a little bit off the beaten track. Um, so my style. That's yeah, my I style. Know, I know that's your style. It's rail as well, which is brand new for us. So we're, we're traditionally coaches, which we absolutely love. But rail was just an absolute game changer. When these were launched to me, I was still a travel agent. And I remember saying like, Kentucky's just nailed it. Like they are just killing the game. So it's point to point so much faster, starting in Rome. And then you're going all along the coastline down to Barcelona. So like, covering off on the most stunning scenes you can absolutely imagine oh. all by rail so Rome to Barca by train that's you okay done deal book done. me in book me book in, you in. Now, I need to go it's something I've been um procrastinated I've procrastinated on traveling for the past like three years four years I think and I'm like yeah I'm going this year I'm we're going gonna have to year. change that and then this year I was like oh I'm going at the start of the year I'm like yes well I'm gonna sort you out we're gonna get you on I did go to New Zealand last week last year You're like from six there. times yeah I'm from New you Zealand. went there six times we'll get you on a Kentucky around New Zealand and um we'll get you on one in Europe and then we'll make our way to Asia oh, yeah what <laughs> you sorted. what of um what are some of the best countries that you've actually visited I want to speak about that this is such a broad question because I think you have such a different experience in every single country that you go to like places like Berlin where I mentioned before like it's all history well see Berlin is such a place of liberation like I feel like I loved Berlin because these people have been through they've been a hell and back in that city you know like Mm. it's a real place of liberation so you find that the people there are just so happy and grateful and respectful of their space. And it's a really nice sort of atmosphere there. And I think because they have been through so much crap in the past, everyone there is quite liberal and open-minded and accepting. So it's a real happy place to be. Yeah. But the contrast is you're learning, you know, you're visiting like Hitler's bunker and you're visiting the places where Hitler burned the books, you know, but it's just, you're learning about quite, horrific historic events but the vibes and the atmosphere in this city is just unbelievable but so there's places like that but like I am a beach girl yeah I know you're like going to the beach hanging out (laughs) getting some sun so like for me you can't you can't top the coastal destinations and I think that's probably why I connected so well with Costa Rica because like the beaches were just absolutely stunning don't don't tease me I'm actually thinking about it now I'm like oh we go to Costa Rica you should, like you absolutely should. Like, the oh, again, the people there are just, it's kind of like island vibes. Like everyone is just chilling out. Everyone's just happy to be there. Favourite thing about it? Costa Rica. If there's one thing you had to pick. If you had to pick something like, okay, this is the one thing that's going to explain Costa Rica to someone, what would it be? I know, I'm going to put you on the spot and that's going to be hard to answer. I've never been to Costa Rica before, so, like, if you were selling it to me, what would it be? What's something that you could – what's the one thing to explain Costa Rica? I want to say coffee. <laughs> coffee? <laughs> that would sell everyone. Like, they've – so they've got really unique coffee plantations because they are on the Pacific and the Caribbean. Mm. So 
there's there's half and half to Costa Rica. You've got the real tropical area, which is dense rainforest, which is where you get the stunning nature and wildlife and the the most um, what would I say the most unique terrain to grow coffee. So that's why a lot of the times when you go to cafes here as well, everyone's got coffee from Costa Rica because their climate to actually grow coffee is just unlike anywhere else. And then you've got the other side of the of the island, which is just beaches and it's just coastal. Yeah. It's, it's so unique. It's actually the most, it's like one of the most biodiverse places because it's got two completely different climates almost. So it'll be you know, like raining on one side and it'll be stunning and beautiful on the other. So, of course, you get completely different wildlife all in one place. Mm. Actually, speaking about beaches, I know you guys have got a, uh, a take, uh, the take three for the sea. Explain that. Yeah, I'm going to leave this initiative with you because we are all about, as I said before, there needs to be action behind your intention. So it's all well and good to say, like, we're sustainable, we care about the earth. I like to think most people care about the earth, but the difference is putting action behind your intentions. So... Take Three for the Sea is an, an initiative which was born on home soil um, in Bondi, which is actually where our HQ is. Um, and the name pretty much says it all. So it is every time you visit an ocean space, i.e. the beach, we're here on the stunning Gold Coast, and yeah. I know you go to the beach all I the know, time. I know, I go to the beach all the time. Every time you go to the beach, you take Three for the Sea, three pieces of rubbish every single day, every single time that you go to the beach that's three pieces of rubbish each visit that doesn't end up in our oceans. Yeah. This is, I, I, for me, I don't like litterers. I don't like litterers. And I, and I, I don't, there's not many things I say that about, like I don't like, but I actually don't like people that throw things out the window. Not, um, like I've had people in my car before throw something out the window. I'm like, we're turning around, we're going to pick that up. Mm-hmm. That's, that's not cool with me. Like don't, don't throw stuff out the window. Don't leave things on the beach. And, um, I, I feel like on a Gold Coast, we're quite lucky as well. And, I always, t- if I see rubbish, I'll pick it up, put it in a minute. It's not hard. It's only just there. Exactly. It's, um, like, important. honestly, five minutes max out of your day. And over time, if we are implementing these small changes into our day-to-day life, and hopefully you'll tell someone else about this, and mm. they'll think it's really cool, and then they'll tell somebody else. And then next thing you know, you've got so many people just taking a couple of minutes out, so out of their day, picking up three pieces of rubbish. It's not ending up in our oceans, and our country is becoming more cleaner but we take that across the globe as well yeah you know? it's important to just carry out that everywhere you know you set the standard someone sees you picking up rubbish so you know what what's that quote um i'm trying to make a joke here and i've gone mind blank when they're like it's not a phase it's a lifestyle yes yeah, it's, it's not a phase it's a lifestyle that's <laughs> that is yeah, a quote that yeah is that's a quote. literally us like sustainable travel it's not just something that you do to be trendy or you do it like sporadically like it's actually just consciously caring about your footprint and once uh, you're going to notice this like once you start caring about it it kind of just becomes a part of who you are like prime example I bought a set of makeup brushes the other day and they were like um ethically sourced and they were made from recycled materials and stuff like that but they came um in their recycled wrap like the, the actual holder for them was made from recycled materials biodegradable but then each individual brush was wrapped in plastic. Oh. <laughs> so, like... So, they nearly got it. They No, no, they nailed it. Like, they absolutely nailed it. And, you know, obviously it's better to buy sustainable products than not. Mm. But I just, you know, it's just coming back to, like, it becomes a lifestyle when I probably never would have noticed that before. And then I'm unwrapping these makeup brushes and they're like, <laughs> I'm pulling off the plastic. I'm like, oh. But 
You got it. Yeah. Moral yeah. of the story is they were sustainable, but just it's the the quote that you're looking for before. It's not a lifestyle; it's a trend. That's what you're trying to say, hey. No, 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 no. It's not a trend. It's a lifestyle. Oh, it's not a trend. It's yeah, a lifestyle. we got there. Yeah, I <laughs> was like, there. okay, I know this one. <laughs> I went a little bit rogue there. But yeah, the, the whole beach thing as well. That's a big topic I like to speak about because, um, like, pick just pick up your rubbish. Pick up your rubbish. We don't need that stuff in our oceans. Um, I spent a lot of time in the beach and in the ocean diving as well, and it's been something that I've. I've always been disappointed. I'm like, come on, like you guys know mm. better than that. Like leaving things around, like people go camping as well and like leave things on the beach. I'm like, just mm. The thing mm. is, we are in the big scheme of things, we are a pretty like clean country and I like to think like all of my friends the of the exact same headspace as me. Like I do not surround myself with people that are, you know, <laughs> okay to litter. I don't I don't think anyone labels themselves as I'm okay to litter, but people just do it and not care but I think in the big scheme of things Australia is a relatively people care about our beaches and people care about keeping our country clean but Mm. you go to the developing countries and it's not really ingrained through these societies like it is here in Australia like it's a part of our curriculum learning about recycling and learning about like where to put your rubbish you know so as a country I think we're doing really really well at prioritizing our beaches and educating our children to make sure that they know how to recycle and stuff but it's when we go to these developing countries and people are almost living in slums like the the mass build-up of rubbish and I think it's when you do travel to these developing places and right now like maybe doesn't seem like a big deal if you buy a gift and down the for someone and down the track they throw it out and it ends up in landfill but I think it's when you've been to these places and you've seen firsthand how much rubbish just floats around the streets. It is crazy. Like, I think we're quite sheltered here. Yeah, we're very sheltered. You know, Australia's very fortunate in that aspect as well as where a lot of other countries just don't have the education or the knowledge or they haven't been brought up like that. And, um, you know, we can do it what we can do and help everyone out and start educating people. And that's why it's important for uh, you guys at Kentucky to have these programs and these events and start, you know, educating people when they are traveling because that's a, that's a growth effect. It only takes one. Yeah. It only takes one. It takes one person and then they're aware of it. Okay. They pass it on to someone else. That's the, the domino effect as I like to call it. And it, um, and it just, that, that just spreads out. It's small changes like often. It's just, small changes in implemented into your day-to-day life. And back to when I was a flight center travel agent, you know, I remember I was, you know, booking heaps of Kentuckys for my travelers and there was an option when you book a Kentucky, you can tick a box and opt for e-documents. And I think everyone's seen on Instagram the pictures of the travel wallets with your printed out documents, you know, the typical like Kentucky travel wallet yeah. like snaps that yeah, you see yeah, everywhere. See. <laughs> so if our travelers opt for e-docs, that essentially means we email them to them. We don't print them. But every time a traveller chooses to have e-docs, we actually plant a tree in their name. So this is huge and yeah. we actually plant them in bushfire-affected areas. And for me, like my hometown at the end of last year was absolutely like ravaged by the fires. As in, like, I, w- I visited my brother's house in December and <laughs> burnt everywhere. Everywhere yeah. was burnt. Like, I th- I'm pretty sure he got evacuated. So it really hits home that... You know, our country was torn to shreds by bushfires and now every time a Kentucky traveller opts to have their documents emailed to them, we plant a tree in their name mm. in these affected areas. Good on you. That's, I never knew that. Mm-hmm. That's such a good thing because um, I'm from the country too and like a lot of those places get torn bits and like being burnt and I've spent a lot of time travelling around Australia um, 
and I know the fires. We've had a bit of a hectic year here in Australia. It's uh, it's one of those things where, you know, COVID's kind of overshadowed it, but we had fires. Yeah. We had floods, and then we had COVID. Yeah. So it has been quite a hard year on a on all areas. Like it just hasn't been like okay, this has just affected some some area of life. It's been all aspects of life. So it's um yeah, it's been a bit of a tough year and a bit of an odd year as well. I think one of my biggest learnings and this is something that helps me because I think everyone has their days where they're like oh my gosh like I just want life to go back to normal but I think something that helps keep me positive is you know like I went back home to Old Bar is my hometown mm-hmm. and I was back there in December and it was pretty much at the height of things like everything was black charcoal like everything's gone you know and I couldn't believe how much of my hometown had been burnt and I went back again early 2020. It would have been, it would have, it would have been end of February. Hmm. Ducked home to visit my bro and everything was green again. And I, not green again, but there was new growth everywhere. Yeah, everything would have sprouted up. And I remember December, January thinking, are these bushfires ever going to end? Like there was honestly a point there when everything was bad, mm. thinking like, are these fires ever going to end? And then a couple of months later, I go home and there's just new life and new growth everywhere. And it just really reminded me that like, you feel everything feels so long and it feels like it's never going to end. And then before you know it, it's just a memory. Yeah, it's, it's passed. Even like even the whole COVID thing's kind of passed pretty quick. Those months for me, they weren't quick. Touch wood, touch wood. yourself busy though. I mean, yeah, for me, they went really busy. They were really busy and it just went like that. And someone was like, oh, COVID has been on since like May or something like that. Mm. And I was like, holy, that went super fast. That's like it's the end of the year already. That's what I mean. Like I've been quiet. I've been still, but like I've been busy. Like work has been keeping us on our feet. And, you know, it's, as I said before, it's been a good year for us. Mm. And that gets No, it's not been a good year for us, but I think we've made – the most, best, yeah, we've yeah, made, made the, the best out of the hand we've been dealt. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, that leads me to my next question. Like, Kentucky's around, like, the Gold Coast region, like, anything around here? Or you've got some stuff coming up? Yeah. Yeah? Yes, yes, you yes. allowed to talk about that? I'm, yeah, I'm going to talk about my absolute, so, obviously, to pivot the way that the market was shaping, our core focus has always been Europe, you know, yeah. Europe, USA, Asia, they've been humongous markets for us, but... I think it became clear to us pretty quickly that we were going to have to change our focus, shift our focus. Um, so we brought it home to our backyard. Good. And um, yeah, so we've actually launched a bunch of new Australia trips. And this has been a question I've been like asking because I'm like, where do I go this year? Okay. So um, if the borders cooperate with us, so we're border zone residents. So we have no issue in going down to Byron. What is it next week? Yeah. So, um, brand new trip set to depart towards the end of this year. It's called Byron Bay and Breweries. Okay. And this trip is all about, number one, going to smaller businesses that were impacted throughout COVID and giving back, supporting them. Um, it's about visiting the best breweries around this area and, of course, the best beaches as well, which is all of my favourite things. Mm. So, it um, is covering off on Byron, Gold Coast and the Hinterland. All of my favourite places. Oh, the hinterland's nice. 100%. Staying at O'Reilly's up in the hinterland. Okay, that's good. Um, So this trip visits the Stonewood Brewery down in Byron, 
visits Lost Palms, which is literally a two-minute bike ride down the road from my house. Yeah, I, I know can, Lost Palms. You know Lost Palms. Yeah, Lost Every, Palms is good. Lost Palms is a vibe. So we're going there. We're taking our travellers there now as well. And we're heading up into the hinterland as well, which is we have like a picnic at the Canungra Valley Vineyard. And it's just all wholesome things. Like who doesn't love sun, beaches, breweries, that's that's this that's this vibe around here. That's hundred percent. That's this like if you want to experience this Gold Coast region, hundred percent. There, there's but all the thing the is, things. like I would do the trip because it's there's a beauty about having it all planned for you. Like I would honestly go on the trip just for the sheer convenience of having all of my, like having the picnic in the vineyard eh, in the hinterland sorted out for me. Having my transport from destination each spot sorted mm. out for me the friends like we've been in lockdown like i am so keen to get out there meet new friends and the friends that you meet when you travel are just like no other like you the power of group travel just should not be underestimated mm. you know so yeah. uh, even like the whole like get, having everything organized for you as a male i'm looking at i'm like that's me sign me up because uh always trying to organize things if you you know for your male Women are a lot more organised, but males are like, <laughs> okay, they just want to, okay, I'll pay the money and yeah. I'll just tell me where I've got to be. That's it. Yeah. So, you know, Contiki is, that kind of Contiki is perfect. That suits us. But like, that's what I mean. Like, it's not, it's just about doing things differently and like, don't forget about us. Like, if you're planning a birthday or what are you planning at the end of the year? You're just wanting to, to do a trip because you can't yeah. go away. Yeah, I'm looking to do something. That's why, how we got speaking on this topic because I was like, I... A lot of people aren't, I mean, I speak to a lot of people all the time. I'm like, okay, I don't know, like, what are we going to do at Christmas? Like, what's the plan? Because I ain't going to be going overseas. It doesn't look like it at the moment. Fire breweries. Like, what better than getting a bunch of your mates and then new friends on the trip as well and going to breweries, going to the beaches and going to the hinterland. And supporting your community. That's you to a T. Like, that's what I mean. Lost Palms, like, and I, I know, like, the Stone and Wood Brewery was hit pretty hard during COVID. Mm. And, you know, our operations team had at the forefront of their mind when they were designing this trip to keep these smaller impacted businesses in mind. And that goes for all of the brand new trips as well. Yeah, supporting the local communities because everyone had it hard. Everyone's had it hard. And, every, like, people are just starting to, like, around here, people are starting to come out of the woodworks and, like, get everything going businesses like they've all adjusted and been you know to the changes that have come because it's been quite hard um have you got any other tours around here any other trips around here so um that trip is actually half of what we call a mother trip and that trip can be combined with um sunshine beaches and breweries that's the trip as a whole so um fire and bay and breweries is what we call a module trip and then there's uh, another part to this trip which covers like Sunshine Coast, Noosa, like all the same sort of vibes. Yeah, okay, that's so, really good up there too. Yeah, so the trip's called Sunshine Beaches and Breweries and it is that half and then it's another half of the trip covering that region as well and you can um, pretty much put together they make the mother trip and that's two weeks and it is covering all of the sunny spots in this that's part. A really, that, and that's a, like... From now on till Christmas is such a good time to get around here. Up north, like, yeah. we've got so much going on up north as well. Like, um, we have, I like to compare this trip to a, um, like, a Greek sail. We have a component of one of our trips up north where you can actually sail around the islands up there on a converted racing yacht. Okay, that's my kind of go. Yeah, like so that. for anyone who's had, like, their Greek sail canned this year, like, that is a sort of trip I would be doing because, like, 
it's stunning up there. Like I did a stint living in Greece and honestly, some of the scenes that you get up in that part of Queensland are just as beautiful as Greece. Mm, so Great Barrier Reef is nice. Yeah. And, and all those areas up north are so nice. The ocean's awesome. We're lucky. Yeah, we are. I'm just so I'm drifting. I'm thinking about it. <laughs> I like, can see it. I'm like, I, can I could go it. up there and sit on the boat. Yeah. Especially this time of the year. I love it this time. The water's crystal clear. Everything's nice. It's not too crazy hot. And it just gets better and better. Like it heats up. Everyone can have a few beers and enjoy themselves and like start to wind down the year because it, it's it been one of those years. So it's important, I feel like, we go and treat ourselves on a holiday. Yeah, let's do it. Yeah. I'll be going for a cruise around Byron. Okay, last couple of questions I want to ask you are, like, where do you see yourself in uh, a couple of years? Like, you obviously want to keep working for Kentucky. They've been really good to you. Uh, what, like, what's the future hold? You want to get out and travel? You want, is there anything oh, on your list yeah. that you want to do? Oh, so, um, with one of my girlfriends, so she does my job over in Western Australia. Like, we are talking about Africa next year. We're talking about Mauritius on the way. Mm. We've launched some amazing new product over in Africa. So, we are itching to suss that out for next year. In terms of wanting to move overseas again, that's not really me anymore. Like, I feel like when I landed this job, like, I really found my groove. And I remember I said to... Um, Andy, who is my line manager, I said, this is me for the next five years. Like, I want to stay here for five years. And he literally said to me, like, I don't want you here for five years. You know, like, I want you to keep growing and developing and, you know, moving onward and upward. And I, a part of me is honestly like, I want to no, keep doing this in five years. Like, I, I, I feel like when you're so happy and content with where you are, that I don't, I'm not looking, I'm not. You know, I've got dreams, goals, and aspirations. I want to stay within Kentucky. I want to explore the other departments here. Like this brand, it can take you anywhere. So I'm happy to go anywhere within this brand that takes me. But, you know, for now, I'm just like, yeah. You're happy I'm, where you I'm, are. I'm to keep doing yeah. what I'm doing. You're learning, you're growing. Yeah. I um, mean, yeah, you're getting the lessons that and you need. And as the opportunities pop up, you know, within the brand, where wherever that may be, I'm not sure yet, but I'll be here and I'll be looking to move onward and upward. When I've, when I've, when I'm done here, like when I've fulfilled everything I want to do here, like I've got a lot that I want to do in the state of Queensland. Ooh, okay, I look forward to it. I might have to go on a couple of those tours, hey? Yeah. And I need to get out more anyway, so <laughs> you know you know that. I need to get out and about a little bit more. We've had chats about this, yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, last two questions I want to ask you. Okay, this I ask everyone. This is on, comes on the podcast here. If there's one thing in the world that you could change, what would it be? You get one wish. I'll give you a wish. I could make it happen, but you can change one thing. Can't have two either. One thing. Okay, I want to take you a second because I want to. I want to think about that because that's a big question. Yeah, it is a big question, and it's always a question that people get asked, and they're like, "Oh, I don't know," because nailing it down to one thing is uh, is quite hard because there's so many things. I know. But if you had to pick one, what would it be? So many options, hey. There's so, There's so many options, and that's why I ask this question because a lot of people go, oh, I don't know. Some people ask for two questions. I've, I have gifted two before. Okay. Because I'm just thinking all things travel, you know, my brain is just all things travel and sustainable travel and stuff at the moment. If I could change one thing. 
It's hard, hey? You, yeah. Put you on the spot. Yeah, because I feel like... Oh. It's okay, because a lot of... um, See, this is where a lot of people go, okay, I don't know which one to pick, because like there's things that you could say, but like which one makes the most impact, which one is the uh, thing that I want to choose. That's what I mean, like, you know... I think it's, and it's like, how do you say it without sounding a little bit corny? But That's all right. Don't be too cheesy on here. It's okay. Okay. I would just love a world where people can just do them and that's not an issue with anybody. Like, you do you, I'll do me. There's no issues here. And I know that's really broad, but I think it covers off on stuff like people feeling free to be open about their sexuality and people feeling free to express their opinions and feel heard and yeah i'd like the mm. world to be a more accepting no accepting place. place of each other like like no racism no like homophobia yeah, you know like, like all of those sort of issues like upset me to my core like i cannot chop all the judgment and i cannot believe there are people out there that don't feel confident in just being who they want to be so if i could change anything in the world it would just be that you do you i'll do me i i respect you for doing you you respect me for doing me mm, i actually have a really quite a quote that i live by that surrounds that it's like in a world where you can be anything the best thing you can be is yourself you. yeah Got that's it, it. <laughs> that's that's what that's one of like my most favorite things and that leads me into the next bit which is if, have you got any quotes or words of wisdom? Is there something that you say to yourself constantly? Like, what's what's that look like for you? Or some advice? Like, what is it? You get, you get to spit some wisdom at us today. A little bit of Gemma wisdom. Mm. I just think oh, you can't underestimate how important it is just to, like, slow, to, to slow down. And I, I genuinely feel like, me, the start of the year from me to now, I just feel so much more in touch with myself. So I just think there's nothing wrong with actually slowing down and honouring what's best for you and setting the boundaries that you need to be able to live the life that you want. Yeah. So I'm a little bit on the spot here and I don't really know how to spit it out properly, but to sum it up, like just like live your best life and... Live it, live life, hey. <laughs> I really didn't want to say live your best life, but like... Honestly, I'm just an advocate for like living your best life and yeah. just you gotta get out there and live it, eh? You know, yeah. it's not ideal that the world has stopped right now, but you know, like, what what can you do right now to make sure that you come out of this better? Like for me, that was slowing down and using this time of stillness just to actually like relax and get myself into an amazing headspace, and it's just been the mm. best thing for me. One thing that I got told the other day or a while ago, it's like this is not your practice life. This is not your practice one. You don't get another one after this. So it's like, you know, make use of it. Make yeah. use of it. Use it wisely and enjoy it. Yeah. That's all. That's me. A bit of Luke wisdom. Yeah, a bit of Luke wisdom. Yeah. I've got heaps of wisdom. I can drop wisdom for days. Yeah, it's I part know. of my job. <laughs> I know. Um, anything that you want to leave us with today? Actually, I want to say thank you to Kentucky as well. Appreciate you guys and appreciate you two for coming on having this chat with me today because it's a topic we've been talking about for a little while. No, no, we appreciate you too. Like, I absolutely love what you're doing out here, just letting people come on and tell their story. And, yeah, I'm, I'm always up for a conversation with you. We yeah. appreciate you too. Yeah. Um, I mean, if, if anyone following this does have 
any questions in relation to sustainable tourism or they are feeling inspired to book their end of the year trip like Luke is, um, Luke will tag, he'll tag my yep. contact. I'll put everyone in the description uh, below and I'll put everything up on the screen as well so you guys can see it and, and uh, simple and easy to find you. We're going to set you up with a code as well. You're so going to set me up with a code? Yeah. You okay. Up with a code. Yeah, yeah. Done. So, um, yeah, if anyone has listened to this podcast and, yeah, as I said, they are wanting to book some travel, they can contact me and, you know, you'll put the code. Yeah, I'll put my code up on my Instagram and I'll put it everything in here as well in the description as well. So if you guys want to book a tour, um, you get in touch with... I'm pretty sure, I'm 99% sure that your code is going to be IYDKNYK. Okay, awesome. And I'll, it's I'll going put live that. at the end of the week. It is, is going it? live at the end of okay, the week. Okay, that's so. all right. I'll put it up at the end of the week. That's fine. Um, okay, the last thing I want to finish up on today, I'm thinking we might mix it up a little bit today. You, you said you up? weren't going to go no, rogue on me. No, <laughs> I won't go rogue on you. <laughs> uh, you know, you did say don't throw any surprise questions in there, so I didn't want to do that to you today. But um, just give me three things you're grateful for today. I want to finish on some gratitude. Three, so things. three things you're most grateful for in your life today, and what would they be? Getting up and going to the beach this morning. Yep. It was a stunning morning and just having the time to be able to be like, yeah, I want to go and start my day with a coffee at the beach and take in the beautiful morning. So that's number one. Number two is, you know, what my job. Like I get to come here and talk about something that I'm so passionate about and that's work for me. And I just feel so grateful that I am working in something that just really fills my cup up. Like it makes me feel good. I love it. Mm, I like that answer. <laughs> Last one. Number three. Can I say good coffee? Like yeah, that's I okay. I feel like you need a coffee. Yeah. You've been speaking about coffee. No, it's just coffee. It's yeah, coffee is really good. Trust me, I yeah. love coffee. Supporting local Caffeine Kings. Honestly, my favourite coffee spot. That's have you caffeine been there? Yeah, have you been there? Yeah, I go get a um a cold drip from there, mm. and that's like my favourite. Yeah, but I'm not drinking coffee at the moment. So oh. when I'm off my coffee binge band, um, then I'll go down there and grab another I keep coffee. Accidentally offering you coffee, I'm so. I know. Sorry. Yeah, I'm like I'm on not drinking coffee. I got a hundred days of no coffee. I'm so be the reason for your relapse because I'm. No. Just yeah, but yeah, I know. no. Grateful for the, the like, good coffee. It can just really make your day sometimes. Mm. And today it made my day. Done deal. Done. I guess what, what are you grateful for? I want to know. Oh, okay. You're going to yeah, throw it back at yeah, me yeah, now. Yeah, okay. Me, what am me. I grateful for today? Uh, one thing I'm super grateful for constantly in, is my environment. My environment is, is everything. And you know, it's, uh, you're, you're only as good as your environment. So, uh, the people I surround myself and the people that are within my environment are, you know, Second than that, and I'm really appreciative of that. Um, and and I always say this: opportunities, opportunities that pass me by. Um, I'm blessed for those, and and even this opportunity as well to have this conversation. And it's like I'm so grateful. I wake up and like things happen to me, and I'm like, you know, that's an opportunity. I seize it, take it, um, and appreciate it as well, and and just share that gratitude for all opportunities that pass me by as well, and good health, mm-hmm. good health. Yeah. And um, I spoke about this the other day. We're going to go off topic a little bit on gratitude. But uh, like people have like having long-term goals, one of mine is living longer, live longer. Mm. 
And um, I always, that's why I'm always, always grateful for my health. Yeah. Like this meat suit that I have, I'm like, I get to live a lot long, like, you know, and just looking after it. So my body and my health yeah. is one, of, that's the third thing I'm grateful for. Yeah. Love that. We're going to wrap it up there, hey? Yeah. All done? Anything else you want to spit out us today? No. What about a joke? You got any jokes? Oh, stop Do you want to finish on a joke? No, I won't. I don't, we won't finish up on any jokes unless you've got one oh, if i had a hilarious one come to mind i definitely would have spat. you got one yeah. do you want to leave all the right, people with right. one joke before okay fans we're gonna give you one joke <laughs> i don't know if Hit it's gonna work it. though because it's a hand movement okay and anyone listening can you describe what my hand movement is yep, done. this one is recycled from one of my friends okay i'm not gonna lie but it's my favorite joke okay why does the queen? Why doesn't the queen wave with this hand? I don't know. Because it's my hand. Oh, okay, <laughs> <laughs> that's like that's up there with some of those dad jokes. Yes, I know. So the people listening, that like, why does she not wave? Yeah, they they got that one. <laughs> we don't even they need to. Okay, that's enough jokes for today. <laughs> We're gonna finish up the podcast. But um, Gemma, appreciate you coming on. Appreciate your time and um, Kentucky. Thank you very much. Appreciate you guys as well. Yeah, we appreciate you too. Thank you for having us. That's it. That's our show. See you in the next one. Much love and respect. Peace. Let's go. I'm Mr. Hecker. And if you don't know, now you know that is our show for today. I appreciate your love, your support. Please have a beautiful, lovely day. If you could, follow us on Instagram, Facebook, and YouTube. That would be much appreciated. Until then, peace and love, and I'll see you on the next one.